Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today, and I hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Show last week on Friday. Definitely a great show. Got a lot of coverage on there as far as talking about a bunch of different stuff that's been going on with Doug. And uh, one thing I saw this morning that I was very proud of in London is they had another, like, half a million person protest i was watching videos of it i mean it's they were back at it again where they did this a couple weeks ago and uh, they pretty much have had enough ironically enough you know london uk they don't really have any weapons you know they've been disarmed pretty much but that hasn't stopped them from coming out and formally protesting everything that's happening. Pretty much everybody unmasked zero social distancing the same thing they did a couple weeks ago and uh Nobody really knows what to take of this anymore because people are saying no. They're standing up. And, you know, I looked at a lot of the videos. And I was really proud of them. And one thing that was kind of sad to me is those where, where are the similar protests in the United States and some of these states that are still locked down? Why, why haven't we seen anything in the United States as far as standing up? For what's going on. You know, I mean, there's, there's been pockets of us. There's been a few of us, but quite frankly, some of the only places I've ever seen anybody get loud and aggressive is like school board meetings, which they're doing everything they can to try to prevent that, telling people they can't come inside. And I told you guys, when we went to the one the other day, they were doing everything they could to make sure people couldn't go in to the point that, I mean, we pretty much had to forcibly kind of like walk our way in when they finally opened the door and they kept it locked the whole time so they could control the crowd, but they wanted to make sure that they controlled the narrative the whole time and didn't allow very many people in there. And they were immediately saying, you have to wear a mask. You will not be able to come inside if you do not wear a mask. And they said, big signs everywhere. Masks are required at all times. As soon as we walk in, as soon as the guy goes, I need to check your temperature and you need to wear a mask. I said, no, no to both. No, thank you. Well, you have to wear a mask. No, I don't. I'm not wearing a mask, period. Oh, well, well, here, you need to take one. I said, no, we're going here. We walked right in the meeting. And everybody else, when they finally could get in and kind of get in the door, did the same thing. I said, I'm not wearing a mask, period, at all, ever. Don't tell me to wear a mask. I'm not a dog. I'm not going to put a muzzle on. And so the thing about it is, these have been small pockets of what we are trying to stand up for and we've continued to stand up for. We've had the same issues with some local stuff. You guys know the storage units we've talked about. This is really, really important, my friends, that people really get active. If you can get a big protest like they did in the UK together, do it. If you've got to go to the school board, do it. If you've got to go to city meetings, do it. But everybody has to start coming together in large show of force as far as in unity and saying, no, we're not okay with this anymore. Because the more people continue to comply and just pretend, no, well, COVID's kind of over with. We're, we're, we're just going to kind of just brush down on the road. No, we can forget that quickly what they did to us last year, how much they lied to us. The only reason why the narrative is basically lifting with COVID right now is because so many people basically are starting to have enough. And that is why it's so important. We keep pushing it. Do not comply with shots. Do not be injected with experimental gene editing injections. I had Lana's uh, family came down uh, on her mom's side over the weekend and uh, pretty much vast majority of everybody that came down has been shot up with the experimental injection. Sad as that is. Just, but one of them, one of the main ones, Lana's aunt, 
has refused to get the shot. I absolutely am not getting the shot. Don't argue with me about it. I'm not going to give you a hard time. It's your right to do your thing. It's my right to do my thing. So she wrote down with them all in the car from Virginia to Florida yesterday, uh, over the weekend. She's perfectly healthy in the car with a bunch of people who had just been injected. When she got to the house, when she got to her house, the house that they're staying at down here in Florida, she's sick as a dog now. Can't even go do what they were supposed to do as far as going to this camp meeting. Everybody else, perfectly fine. She's unbelievably sick. I told Lana, I said, be careful. I said, as far as being around her, around them, I said, you've already, we've already gotten exposed to this spike protein junk. We've already, I've already had it. And I said, so you're probably good now. I said, but just remember, I said, this stuff is unbelievably contagious. Whatever it is and whatever it's doing, it is not okay. And this is why we're seeing now pilots left and right are dying from blood clots. I've seen numerous reports this now. You guys saw the ones for the four Delta pilots. We've now seen multiple ones in India. There's been another report as far as with American Airlines. Now we're starting to see that American Airlines is now canceling hundreds of flights, hundreds of flights now, all the way into mid-July. And what's crazy about this is the pilots, the airline industry, is pretty much the one most like vaccinated industry, they said. They said airline employees are being vaccinated with rates between 96 and 99%. I Meaning pretty much everybody's getting the shot that works on a plane or works around a plane, the airline industry. What's interesting about it, though, is that the majority of these pilots, they have to be pretty doggone healthy to be pilots. I mean, you got to go and undergo a medical exam every year, heart, eyesight, hearing, brain. Once you're older and you're a professional pilot, you got to do it every six months. So the fact that we've seen all these pilots start dropping dead right after the shot is very troubling, considering the fact that most of them are healthy. And one scientist has basically been discussing the fact that pilots in general already have a slightly higher risk of blood clots due to being in the air all of the time, you know, flying consistently all over the world. And so now, with this spike protein being the toxin, it's causing these guys to have basically a pretty pretty early death one of them died 36 years old so a 36 year old healthy young professional pilot dies a week after getting an injection you got to really start asking yourself a question where is this going to stop and how many people are just going to continue to sit back and take this shot because there's a lot but again that's why it's so important we get the truth out there as much as we can dad what do you think uh, you're 100% right. Uh, years ago, gosh, 25 years ago, I was sitting in the ready room about to speak at a giant seminar with Barbara Bush. Just before I knew what, you know, globalists they were, just before she'd come out with her book promoting abortion and all the other stuff. And I remember, you know, I was talking to her because at that point, you know, there was a guy, the vice president was Quail, and he was having issues with blood clots because he's flying a lot. And I started talking to her and I started giving her sort of advice. I said, if you talk to Quail, let him know that he has to thin his blood before he flies. Because when you fly at high altitudes and you fly in very dry air, you dehydrate yourself. And the blood becomes too thick. In other words, if you lose a quart of fluid out of your body, you basically lose that fluid from your cells, from your blood, from your interstitial fluids. Everything dehydrates. You become thirsty on the inside, so to speak. And the blood gets thicker. Because remember... The corpuscles and the, you know, and the hemoglobin and all the other things, they don't go away when you basically get dehydrated. They just get more dense. It's kind of like the viscosity of oil. You know, oil gets real thick when it gets cold. And the warmer it gets, the thinner it gets. 
It's kind of like blood. Blood gets real thick when you dehydrate and you start having issues with strokes, heart attacks, and blood clots. So I told Barbara Bush to tell, to tell Quayle, vice, former vice president Quayle, that he needed to increase his vitamin E to about 1600 to 2000 IUs a day because it acts as a blood thinner and it massively increases water that he's drinking, especially if he flies. Because if you're flying at 30, 40, 50,000 feet, it's very, very, very dry. Very, very dry. And so you have a tendency to really require large amounts of water when you fly. So these pilots who basically now, every time they use the bathroom, they've got to unlock a security door made out of titanium. They've got to get a, how should I say, flight attendant to come and block the door with a beverage cart. They've got to basically station security personnel if they're available on the plane near them. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare for a pilot to go to the bathroom and use, use the toilet. So it's easier for the pilot just not to drink as much water, not to eat as much food, and basically not to have to use the bathroom as much, which causes dehydration. And so then when you inject the spike protein in you that damages the endothelial cells, the blood vessel linings, causing them to basically develop clots and clotting mechanisms inside of this artery or this capillary or whatever's being damaged, what ends up happening is they form clots that ends up going to the brain or to the heart, causing strokes and heart attacks. Hence, these people are dropping and dying. And I've got a whole bunch of friends of mine that are pilots, and they're concerned. And some of them have gotten vaccinated. But the ones that I've gotten to in time are like, absolutely, heck no, we're not doing that because I've sent them the literature to read. And also, I was often was talking about the county meetings. This morning, I got an email in from one of the local residents, and he actually copied us to about 100 people that are on a list of our local neighborhood people. And they wanted to know why we're getting storage units. One of the <laughs> and, and I'm like, they get, well, did nobody show up to protest the storage units? Obviously, that person who's writing the email did not show up to protest the storage units. So I copied everybody back, all 100 people, and I wrote back to them and I said this. Just a heads up. There were several dozen residents who protested the storage facility. This started at the beginning of the year with an informal meeting at the Civic Center in Auburndale. Many of us let many of us let the developers know that putting a storage facility in the middle of a residential development was egregious to all of us, all of the residents present. The developers were undeterred. Next came the planning committee. So many of us showed up and protested that the planning committee. So many, so many, so many of us showed up and protested that the planning committee voted against the storage facility. We, the residents, naively thought we had won. Next came the city commission meeting. They voted against the planning commission to pass the storage facility. It didn't matter what the residents said. The city commission apparently had already decided before the meeting to vote for their desired outcome. This is what is referred to in psychology as Delphi technique. This is a systematic protocol used to control meetings and groupthink. It was supposedly developed by the Rand Corporation during World War II. It basically uses a psychological approach to make the attendees, that would be the residents, believe that they have a voice in the outcome. But unknown to the residents, the outcome was predetermined. Attorneys are trained in this technique. During the meeting in January, after I realized that we were being subjected to groupthink manipulation, I stood up and stated to the crowd that Delphi technique was being used and that I would not sit there and be subjected to groupthink control. Both my son and I, Austin, walked out. Urge all of you to Google and research Delphi techniques and call these supposed elected officials out for having a predetermined outcome in a public meeting. If we, the people, don't have a meaningful voice as to the future of our own town, then these officials need to be voted out. This is not a government of we, the people, 
but a government of special interest groups forcing their will against all of us through a staged meeting in which our opinion or the best interest of the community is meaningless. I guess it could be called tyranny. Please, all of you show up for the county meeting. At this point, we have no option but a massive, peaceful protest. Sincerely, Ted Brower. I sent that out to 100 people in my neighborhood today. Now, will it make a difference? Will these people show up for the meeting? Well, they, most of them did not show up for the meeting to start with, so they're probably not going to show up for the next meeting because they've gotten to the point now where they've given up on local county, local city government because they feel as though there's nothing they can do to correct or to change the outcome. That's the wrong attitude. It really, really is. Why is that? Because there's an old adage, if you give up, you lose. You can't give up because we fought for the storage committees, the storage buildings, not to have them. I mean, we, we pitched them. Well, we did. We pitched a fit. And, and quite frankly, they changed them. They changed them from bright yellow and bright red, like some kind of Joker movie, some kind of nightmare in the middle of our neighborhood, to a real subtle color of earth tones. They also increased the trees from like a little half-inch caliper or whatever they were putting around to a three-inch caliper. They changed the entry of the road so we wouldn't get backed up on our highway. They did all kinds of stuff because we pitched a fit. Now, does that mean we stopped it? No. But the reason we didn't stop it is because we didn't do exactly what Austin did at the last meeting and specifically asked the city commissioners directly during our little three-minute interlude, which we have unbelievably restrictive time allotments, to basically ask the people directly, why are you doing this? Do we the people not matter? Telling them that you don't want the storage facility or telling them that you don't want Section 8 housing in your neighborhood is meaningless. They already know that. You have to ask them why they're voting for it, why they're putting it through individually as you go through every person's name. I did that at the planning committee mission meeting. I talked to every individual by name, and we got the thing stopped. But the city commission, I was told by one of my neighbors, he had already met with three of them. Had also, they had already predetermined to vote for this storage facility in our neighborhood before the public meeting. Okay, That's total pure manipulation. And I said this on our show a few weeks ago. If you're not going to listen to we the people, then we need to put, you, put somebody else in your place. Okay, But if you're not going to listen to us and you're going to basically make us come into this spectacle meeting until 11, 12 o'clock at night and completely manipulate us, you need to let us know in advance so we don't waste our time. Then we can vote with our, you know, with our pocketbooks and we can support somebody else running for election. That's what we have to do, guys. <laughs> we don't have a choice because this whole thing now is getting more and more and more control from these different groups of people that control the group thing. Let me give you another example. Let's look at BlackRock again. Let's look at this group that basically controls tens of trillions of dollars of assets in the United States and around the world. This is a really good article from Journal. Journal Neo. It's posted on the Health Masters website. I'm going to read you part of it. This is a virtually unregulated investment firm today exercises more political and financial influence than the Federal Reserve and most governments on the planet. The firm BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, basically controls trillions of dollars in clients' funds worldwide a sum more than double the annual GDP of the Federal Republic of Germany. This colossus sits atop the pyramid of the world corporate ownership, including in China most recently. Since 1988, the company has put itself in a position to be de facto control of the Federal Reserve and most Wall Street megabanks, including Goldman Sachs, the Davos World Economic Forum Reset, the Biden administration, and if left unchecked, the economic future of our world. BlackRock is the epitome of what Mussolini called corporatism, where unelected corporate elite dictates top down to the population. I love that. I absolutely love that. That was really, really, really well written. That's why I quoted it directly. Now, it goes on to say, by now it should be clear to anyone who bothers to look, 
that the person who claims to be the U.S. president, 78-year-old Joe Biden, is not making any, and I repeat, any, A-N-Y, zero, none, any decisions. He even has difficulty reading a teleprompter or answering prepared questions from friendly media without confusing Syria or Libya or even whether he is president. He is being micromanaged by a group of handlers to maintain a scripted image of a president while policy is being made behind the scenes by others. Again, Delphi technique. It eerily reminds us of the 1979 Peter Sellers film character Chauncey Gardnier in being there. What is less public public are the key policy persons running economic policy for Biden. They are simply said BlackRock. Much of Goldman Sachs ran economic policy under a Biden and Trump. Today, BlackRock is filling that role. The deal apparently was sealed in January 2019. Here we go. This is Donald Trump. When Joe Biden then candidate, a long shot chance to defeat Trump, went to meet with Larry Fink in New York, who reportedly told the working class Joe that I am here to help. Guys, this BlackRock, which is controlled via the international banking cartels and the bloodline families, pretty much runs everything. It was the ex-Central Bank team at BlackRock that developed an emergency bailout plan for the Fed Chairman Powell in March of 2019 as financial markets appeared on the brink of another 2008 Lehman meltdown. As a thank you, the Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, Rothschild Cutout, named BlackRock in a no-bid role to manage all of the Fed Corporation's bond purchase programs. Are you listening? Including bonds where BlackRock itself invests. No conflict of interest there. A group of some 30 NGOs wrote to Fed Chairman Powell by giving BlackRock full control of this debt buyout program. The Fed makes BlackRock even more systemically important to the financial system. Yet BlackRock, Rothschild-controlled, is not subject to regulatory scrutiny of even smaller, systematically important financial institutions. Guys, this is a nightmare. This group, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, have come in now through the bloodline families, through their interlocking corporate directorships. I covered this in detail several months ago to own approximately 95% of the stock market and all valuable assets. It's back to what George Carlin said. I quoted him several months ago. There's a club, and you and I ain't in it. And they own everything, and they control both houses of Congress. And I see this over and over and over, and even how it trickles down to state government, how it trickles down to county government, how it trickles down to city government. I mean, guys, think about this for a second. We are watching George Orwell, 1984, literally being given to us on steroids and force-fed into us. And we ask ourselves, why? Why have we allowed this to happen? Well, Primarily, it's because of Delphi, it's because of fluoride, it's because of the drugs, the tricyclic antidepressants. And remember what happened here you know, with the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma and how now there are tens of millions, close to 60 million people in the United States addicted to opiates. They don't give a rat's bottom about any of this, all right? about 20% of the population. They don't care about any of it. The only thing they care about is their next hit on the opiates. I'm just telling you guys, that's how addictive opiates are. So they're completely out of the mix. Then we've got that whole group of people that are considered themselves political Zionists who want – this is another 100 million of the United States. They want – they want World War III. They want Armageddon. They want to walk on the plains of Armageddon. 
in, you know, in Israel. They want to have a rapture. They want to leave the planet. They want to basically stand up in the heavenly grandstands and applaud why Lucifer has his way on this planet and ravages and kills everybody. They want this, the stinking death cult. And they've been taken over by the Kabbalists. That's who runs them. And they don't even realize it. They have these people coming to their churches who, you know, who put up that Vulcan hand sign. You can watch Jonathan Kahn do that. He puts that Vulcan hand sign up. That's a Kabbalah form of gematria. It's completely and totally anti-Christian. And he prays something over them. And they bring these people in that basically practice Kabbalah in gematria. And they go, oh, here's what we do. Here's what we believe. No. They've been programmed by the Schofield Bible to believe that nonsense. And this is what's happened to Christianity. Then you get the name it, blame it, grab it, blab it boys who give me money and you'll be blessed. They never talk about the blood of Jesus. They never talk about how you need to change your life. They never talk about sin. They never talk about any of this stuff. Let me explain something to you about sin. It doesn't change. God has a specific description of sin. Now, sin in the old Roman times is a word that was used for missing the mark. You have a target, and you, many of you have done archery competition in the past or have been playing around with bows and arrows, and you have different concentric circle rings that form a target. And what you do is if you miss right off the bullseye, you get sin one, sin two, sin three, sin four, sin five, and you basically not hit the mark on the target. That's what's called sin. That's the old Roman term for it. And that's what was picked up in the New Testament as far as what sin is when you miss God's mark, when you don't hit the bullseye. Now, there's certain types of sin which are very, very egregious to God, like if you mess with little kids. Oh, yeah, Jesus said, look, it's better millstone be tied around your neck if you mess with one of these kids and you'd be thrown into the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean rather than what's going to happen to you if you do this with children. Because he knew that these Kabbalists, they weren't called Kabbalists then. They were the followers of Baal and Asherah and Moloch. They were the synagogue of Satan. They were the group of people that basically had not left behind the ancient Canaanite religions. And he called them out of the book of John. He basically said to them, you know, don't do this. You guys are children of the devil. Okay? These are the group that do all of this stuff and promote sin. This is what happened in 1666 with Sabbatain Zevi, the false messiah of a sect of Judaism that was basically, you know, disc discounted it and basically said that, you know, they were t the Jews said, no, we don't want this. But over a million people converted to that particular sect, which said you have to make everything as sinful as you possibly can on the planet to try to bring God back. Well, the God they're talking about is from the Kabbalah, and that's Einsoff, the snake god. This is not the great I am they're talking about here. These people worship the snake, this, this thing from the Kabbalah, from the Zohar. And, and see, the problem is the pastors won't talk about this. The pastors won't get off their you – know, I'm trying to be nice here. They, they won't stop promoting stuff from the pulpit that's bad. Okay, They won't stop promoting acceptance and, and saying it's okay if a person is gay. God loves them just like they are. No, it's not okay if a person is gay. It's not okay. The Bible says they're going to go to hell. It's what it says. In the Old Testament, took it a step further, Leviticus and Deuteronomy, it said if they're gay, they're to be taken outside of the camp and be stoned to death. If you don't believe that, read the account of Sodom and Gomorrah, what happened in the Old Testament when God destroyed the entire towns because they were so filled with, with sickness, disease, and filth, and perversion. He had enough of it. But what have we done as Christians? What have we done? And gosh, I'm as guilty as the rest of us, I guess. It's like, well... I don't care what they do. 
doesn't make any difference to me. As long as they leave me and my family alone, what difference does it make? Sodom and Gomorrah was here. We ain't going to change it. Okay, that's And that really is a pragmatic way of looking at it. It really is. Here's the problem with that. When you allow that to go unchecked in a society and you allow that not to be spoken about what it really is as sin, a sin deserving of death according to the Bible, that's God's words, not mine, sin of eternal damnation according to God's word, not mine. If you do that and you say, okay, whatever they want to do, leave me out of the loop, which I think we've all kind of done, then they accept that and they look at that as a sign of weakness that they're making an inroad into your society and now they can't stop there. So they have to force you to accept it more. They have to pass laws against it that if you say it's wrong, it's hate speech. They have to publicly have scenes of affection and kiss each other. God's seen it at Disney, guys, in front of your children. They have to put posters on the wall promoting pedophilia. They have to put posters on the wall promoting perverted sex. And then they have to come in and start promoting and pushing through Netflix and other channels pornography, which Netflix has gotten really big in the porn apparently, disgusting, and they continue to degrade the culture until finally everybody goes, whatever, if they want to have same-sex marriage, who cares? <laughs> Do you guys not remember this? How about when Ellen DeGeneres came out as being, I'm a lesbian, I'm gay, I'm so happy, I'm a gay guy, girl, gay, girl, girl, whatever I am. No, it's not okay. And people continue to watch. I'm talking about Christians now. Continue to watch her show because they thought she was nice. And it goes on and on and on. Little by little, they're chiseling away, chiseling away, chiseling away at the foundations of Christianity in the United States, the foundations of the Word of God, the foundations of the teachings of Jesus. They're chipping and chipping and chipping away. So finally they go, you know what? You could be a boy. You could be a girl. You could use the bathroom with boys or girls. There's no such thing as male or female. We're all transgenders. And people stand up on the left and they applaud. And they go, that's right. You could be a sponge. You could be a walrus. And guess what? Now all of a sudden they want to pass laws for protection of transgenderism. Just like they passed laws for protection of gays. Just like they passed law. Yeah, just like that again, right? And little by little by little, they chip at the foundation stones of the United States of America and the Christian culture on which it was founded. And you think, well, this is insanity. Well, no, that's what they've done. And then now the next thing they're going to do, I'm going to let you know this, is they're going to start promoting pedophilia. They're going to start promoting sex with children, younger and younger and younger. Oh, they wouldn't do that. Well, what about Jeffrey Epstein, boys and girls? What the heck? Is everybody staying asleep right now? Darn pervert he was. He's not even dead. He's over in Israel somewhere, some non-extradition country, you know, having face surgery done. There's no way Mossad kills Mossad. And he takes all these young girls, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, we don't even know, and he gives them to these politicians and he videotapes them. You don't call that pedophilia? What do you call that? Not because he's Mossad and he works for Israel. Oh, can't say that word. You're an anti-Semite if you say that Israel hired. Wait a minute. Do you not remember what Pollard did? Benjamin Netanyahu had a hero's welcome for him, giving away all of those nuclear secrets and all those secrets from our military. We've been in prison for years and years and years, and Trump pardoned him and sent him back to Benjamin Netanyahu, had a big doggone welcome for him. Wait a minute. Does anybody not see any of this but me and you guys? Apparently not. Okay, so we have a situation here where we have a Rothschild-controlled BlackRock 
A Rothschild controlled State Street. A Rothschild controlled bloodlines, family bloodlines. A Rothschild controlled Vatican Church at the highest levels. He used the Vatican banks to launder drug money and have done so for over 50 years. And we have this massive infiltration of just sin into every structure because we've walked away from the word of God. And we've walked away from standing firm on the word. So I talked to a friend of mine yesterday. His name is Pastor Dan Wade. And I discussed this with him. Actually, it was on Saturday. I discussed it with him, and I said, you know, what's up with this? Why won't preachers preach against this anymore? He says, well, it's basically, you know, we've been cultured, and it's cultural Marxism, to bring us to the belief that this is all okay. We have to accept all of these different things. Wait a minute. If we accept everything, where does it stop? If you take the word of God, and you're in a, let's say the word of God is a rowboat, and you pull the plug on the back of the boat, and you don't bother to fill the hole, and the boat starts to sink, where do you think you're going to find yourself in 20, 30 minutes, an hour? You're going to find yourself paddling in water, and basically the boat's going to be gone. And that's exactly what they're doing to us, guys. And they've been doing it since the 1930s with the Frankfurt School with cultural Marxism. This is why I went in there and raised H-E double sticks with the school board, because I've had enough. If we, the people, don't educate the rest of the people to be dumbed down with fluoride and opiates and tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin uptake inhibitors and statin drugs, if we don't tell them the truth and tell them to wake the heck up, it's over for the United States. We are literally in a burning building and the United States is asleep, taking a nap on the bed. And the building's burning down around them, and we're trying to wake up the people inside. What do you do? Do you break the door down if it's your friend in there? Do you scream and yell and bang? Do you abandon it and leave? Guys, we've got to figure out how to wake up the sleeping masses. We have got to wake up the people in the United States. And what it is, this is why they're doing This is why they're giving all these, these stimulus checks to everybody, guys. Because the more people they give the money to with cultural Marxism, the more people become dependent wards of the state, of the communist state, of the socialist state, of the Nazi socialist communist state hybrid they've created here. And so nobody wants to kick against the state because they're giving him money every month for their kids. They're giving them money every month for stimulus checks. And they're pouring all this cash from borrowing the money from our future generations to intentionally bankrupt the United States. This is exactly what they taught to, with Cloward and Piven. They taught if you overwhelm the social infrastructure and give away all of this money, you will destroy the republic of the United States of America. It was taught in Colombia. And that's what they're doing right now. The vast majority of the population sits back and watches the filth on Netflix and every stinking show on Netflix, every stinking show they produce. It starts off, most of them, pretty decent. Third or fourth episode, they bring the queers in, they bring the perversion in, they bring the sexual morality in, they bring the drug use in. It's disgusting what they do and what they produce. And, of course, they're owned by and controlled by Vanguard and BlockRock Block Rock and State Street and the Bloodline families. And we kind of look back and we go, you can't talk about this from the pulpit. You can't do it. It's got to be happy, happy. Everybody's got to be happy, happy. No, it doesn't have to be happy, happy. We've got to tell the truth. Guys, it's like Austin said a few weeks ago when he was quoting a friend of mine who I used to do seminars with, Jim Rohn. And he said, if you see a field of weeds, 
It's a field of weeds. It can become a beautiful garden. But right now it's a field of weeds. And if you look at the field of weeds and you go, oh, it's such a beautiful field of, of a garden and flowers and all it is is weeds, they're going to think you're nuts. So you got to call it out. It's a field of weeds. But it can become a beautiful garden. Right now, our congressional leaders and the majority of our judiciary and the majority of our school board members and the majority of all the people that we've elected who came in through who knows what and who got who financed them are this giant field of weeds, guys. We got to start pulling up weeds and we got to start planting flowers so we can bring back the United States to what it once was. But we have to do that. We have to have a dream and we've got to get the people, we the people of the United States to realize that they have a right, that they have a right of freedom, that they have a right, like Austin has said, to breathe fresh air, to not be muzzled like a dog. They have the right to do what's right in God's eyes without being interfered on by some all-powerful, all-omnipotent state passing regulations for unelected officials that could put you in jail in a heartbeat, though you broke no laws. They passed a regulation because they thought it would be a good idea, and now the state and the government comes after you because you broke a regulation. Though you broke no law. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life, how we've watched this country completely degrade itself from the Frankfurt School. This is why I talked about cultural Marxism at the school board. This is why I talked about the Frankfurt School at the school system. This is why I talked about young children being in a theta brainwave state at the school board meeting. Why? Because I said you program them and they can't say no. That's what they're doing and have done to us since 1933. And that's where we find ourselves right now. Now Biden said that by this time next year, he wants all newborns vaccinated with the kill shot. All, 100%. That's your child, my child, my children, your children, your grandchildren. Everybody vaccinated with the kill shot. Because they don't want so many pesky patriots running around. They want to target all of us over the age of 30, 40, 50. They can pick a number. Now it doesn't matter anymore, does it? Now it's children. Now it's babies. Now it's infants. Now it's newborns. Gosh, guys. This is one group of sick people that run this planet. Because they're following their father, Lucifer. That's what the Bible says. And he has blinded the hearts and minds of the people on this planet so they cannot see or believe or know the truth. And they're so consumed with their alcohol, so consumed with their drugs, so consumed with their pornography that they can't think through even simple problems, much less complex problems like we're talking about today. And that's what they wanted from us. They pumped that fluoride into us, didn't they, boys and girls? Boy, they sure did. They learned that from the concentration camps. Let's pump that fluoride into these people, make them servile and infertile, and we will show them the true way. Yeah. Stanley Kiebert tried to warn us of that movie, didn't he? Yep, he sure did. He tried to tell us when they started World War III with that bomber with Slim Pickens. He said, you know, they warned us. They said, this is why this movie was done. Fluoride is that toxic. It's that poisonous. It's that dangerous. And it completely and totally destroys the will of the people to fight against this. And that's what they did almost 70 years, actually over 70 years ago. They started pumping that crap into the water supply. And here we are. Guys, listen to me. Take this show today. Make it go viral because this is the synagogue of Satan, as it calls out in the book of Revelation, that is doing this. It is that group. 
they practiced out of the Zohar, which is the ancient Canaanite religions all rolled into one with the ancient Israel, the ancient Egyptian religions all rolled into one and all witchcraft and sorcery rolled into one. <laughs> practice out of this. And these people won't call it out from the pulpit. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life that we're that controlled. Remember when I told you last month I was on a major TV network, over 60 million households, did a show. And I exposed all of this on the show, 30 minutes. But he pretty much let me have a 30-minute monologue. And I, and I sat and I talked to everybody. I talked to him about supplements. I talked to him about what was going on with the mass. And I talked to him about the ancient Canaanite religions running the planet. They pulled it down immediately. YouTube did. They posted it again. They pulled it down again and told the entire network that if they posted Ted Brower again on this show talking about these topics, they were going to pull down the entire network's broadcast shows from all time, from, from, from zero day to the day. Everything comes down if they posted that show again. Why? I told everybody the truth. And I thank God Almighty. That I had at least an opportunity when that show went live that day, that it aired, aired, aired three times that day, that enough people heard it. Because, guys, if we continue to tell the truth, if we continue to point this stuff out, they believe in the Zohar. They can have sex with children at the age of three. Who do you think's running this world? Age of three? What about the sickos? They all need to go straight to hell where they belong. It's ludicrous. Yet the churches won't talk about it? Won't point it out? Yeah. That's what we have to do. We have to stand against this stuff, guys. And that's why I'm saying when I got that letter this morning from these folks in, this, in, the, in, my, in my neighborhood, why didn't anybody protest, it, protest this? Here's the question. Why didn't you protest this? That's why I sat there for an hour and wrote that whole letter out to them this morning. I said, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm at it. Now all hundred of them are going to get this. And I thought about it. When I saw my name to it. I thought, you know, this is going to go everywhere. <laughs> I got Ted Brower's name on this letter. And I thought to myself, that's what we're supposed to do, isn't it? We have to show the people through leadership that we're willing to take a stand. And that's what I ask all of you guys to do. I had the opportunity this morning to pray for you. Oh, my gosh, that means so much to me. If you understood, and you do if you listen to the show, that when you pray, you create scalar energy. And scalar energy changes the fabric of time space. If we all pray, we can literally change this thing. We can change it. We can literally change it within a few months and a few election cycles. We can change everything. But, guys, they don't want us congregating. They don't want us praying. They don't want us calling on the Most High God. They don't want us ever using the name of Jesus. He was the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith. They don't want that, do they? Because they know that name has power. There's power in the name. There's power in the blood. They sure don't want us talking about that. All right. I've pontificated long enough. I've taken way more than I was supposed to this morning. But I just kind of felt I needed to share that with you guys this morning just to give you guys encouragement to go out to these local meetings and do what you need to do and say what you need to say. I love you guys. Austin, what's your next story, bud? And, wow. Well, well said, bud. You're on a roll there. You absolutely nailed it. And, I mean, this is, this is crucial right now, guys. This is a huge, huge turning point in this country. And remember, almost everything that's constantly happening – it's consent. You consent to it in most cases. You consent to be injected with a gene editing shot. You consent to have your child injected with all kinds of certain toxins when you allow them to do it to them. Now, this month, Merck has finally gotten full approval and is releasing their Vexelis. That's a six-in-one hex combination vaccine. 
the largest combination in any shot ever produced. Unbelievably toxic. Unbelievably horrific. It's diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, polio, influenza, and hepatitis B in one shot. One shot. And it's to be given it started at six months old. Are you joking me right now? On what planet does somebody even think that's okay? Where they possibly think you'd ever have that type of immune response as far as in real life? You get exposed to all those at one time. That's total, totally normal. It's not. It's unbelievably deadly. And according to their own research, they even show that. And the two U.S. trials, they had two. That was it. Two U.S. trials is all they had on this drug. Six infants died in the group. Six infants died. That's that's totally okay though. That's that's just you know falls in line with the amount that it's okay with. <laughs> All six bacillus recipients died within six weeks of the shot. The timing matches other published accounts of infant deaths clustering the hex vaccination and other studies. The reported cause of death for the infants included asphyxia, sepsis fluid in the brain, and sudden infant death syndrome. These outcomes correspond to the types of adverse events that are reported of the hex vaccination in Europe. The package inserts for the vaccines list that basically death is a possible side effect. Are you kidding me right now, guys? We're going to consent, have our children shot up with this? We're going to allow the doctors to come in and say, oh, this is totally fine. It's totally healthy. But, hey, we can't be held liable for it. The pharmaceutical company can't be held liable for it. And uh, basically, if your kid dies, well, it's just part of it. Part of it? That's just an acceptable risk? Tell that to the parents that have lost their children right after, basically, they've had these shots. Remember, sudden infant death syndrome, the terminology, the definition, never even came about until after 1986, once they started to have those horrific side effects, once they started rolling in literally dozens and dozens of shots on the schedule and gave the full exemption in 1986 to the pharmaceutical company. Cannot be held liable under any circumstances for anything that happens to a vaccine. And that's supposed to be acceptable. Understand what you're consenting to. Understand what you're allowing people to do and put in you and put on you and put around you and decide if that's okay. The same thing with food. Decide if you want to continue to eat, you know, the Twinkies and Ding Dongs and cupcakes and aspartame and soda and everything else. Soda, I still don't understand why people casually drink soda on a regular basis, knowing how toxic it is for you, knowing that it's got phosphoric acid in it. Knowing that it's loaded with high fructose corn syrup, you are better off drinking an organic beer than you are drinking soda. It's that toxic for you. And yet people do it all the time. Wake up and realize what we're putting in our bodies and what we're exposing ourselves to and what we're allowing to happen. The, the lies are not going to stop. They're going to continue to keep pushing the narrative. Now that's why I said they're pushing this Delta variant now. It's, it's more deadly than it's. Oh, it's, it's a worse strain, and you can catch it easier. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? You can't come up with any fake or fear porn. It's, I mean, it's so blatantly obvious what they are doing to everybody and what they're blatantly trying to lie to everybody about. And some people just bite it, bite the line, sit on it. Okay, that's what we're doing. It's our responsibility to stand up right now. It's our responsibility to make our voice heard because if we don't make our voice heard, 
Whose fault is it? Our fault. Like Ted just said, with the people, well, why didn't anybody go down there and protest the storage units? Why didn't you go down there and protest the storage units? It's ironic enough, I even know one of the neighbors blatantly said, well, it doesn't matter if we go down there or not because they already, if they wanted to go in, they're going to put it in. That's just because that's what they're going to do. Okay. They're going to put it in. If that's, if that's your stance on it, well, I'm not, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to stand up for anything on that because I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to lose. That's, that's why I'm just not going to do it. Really? That's a loser mindset. As a pure loser mindset, I'm not going to make my voice heard. I'm not going to stand my ground because I'm just going to lose. Get out of here with that crap. That's not what America was built on. It's not what our country was founded on. We didn't become the most successful, prosperous country in the entire world because we didn't want to take risks. Risks are part of life. We can we can make you safe. We can give you security. We can put you in a corner, cover you up in a blanket, bring you three fields a day. Keep you protected. You may live long, but how's your quality of life going to be? Somebody's basically going to own you. It's going to be their job to basically own you. It's not what I'm okay with. For some odd reason, that's what a lot of people are asking for, like they did last year. Protect us. Protect us from this virus. Please, please, please. I'll put a mask on. I'll do anything you want. I'll stay six feet apart. Just please protect me. Protect from what? We act like viruses are just some novel idea now. The viruses just came about. Oh, my gosh. People get sick now. Kidding me? We expose anywhere between 60 to 70 viruses every single day we're exposed to on a daily basis, day in and day out. Imagine that. Our bodies had this incredible thing that God gifted us with called an immune system. That is why. It's so important to take care of your immune system and give your body the raw nutrients like the vitamin C, the D, the zinc to keep your body strong. This is why they're constantly going after the immune system. This is why they're putting injections like the hex variant this from Merck, this toxic sludge, ironic hex, six. Imagine that. This is why they're doing it. They want to completely and totally ruin the immune systems of the kids. You know, building an, an immunity by immune systems, not building an immunity to all those different diseases. You kidding me right now? But immune systems not even developed in kids until it starts about a year and a half to two years. Until we get injected at six months old, pertussis, diphtheria, polio, influenza, hepatitis B, hepatitis B. What? You have to ask yourself why. Why are they doing it to you, and are you okay with it? Like Dad just mentioned earlier, 10, 15 years ago, okay, whatever, gay marriage, whatever. Just leave me alone. Don't get me involved in it. Well, so we saw how that's happened now. Don't get me involved in it. Oh, they've got us involved in it now to the point where they're teaching it to the kids at five years old. It's perversion, and it's designed to ruin the hearts and minds of the younger generation because exactly what they teach them as far as with Marxism you control the younger generation. You train them to be good little Marxists, good little peasants. By the time they're older, they'll never even question it because it will be so learned and ingrained. It will be the only thing they know. That's why they're pushing so hard to keep people from being able to speak the truth. You've seen up in Canada now, there's Bill C-36. This is insane. 
Canada, I mean, they, they never stop going after this now. The, the whole thing with hate speech and controlling the narrative, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting it dialed in. The C-36 actually provides financial incentive to accuse others of hate speech is what it literally does. In addition to being fined up to $50,000 for hate speech, the bill also proposes for a victim the victim of the hate speech, to be compensated with a payment by the accused of up to $20,000, similar to a lawsuit but with the government acting on behalf of the accuser and with no legal fees. Under C-36, the identity of the accuser's supposed victim can also be kept secret. Wait, what? So you can have somebody say that you said hate speech to them and they're offended, but they can't know who it is. And they can sue you essentially with the government help to find you. You have to give them money because somebody said they said something hurtful, hurt my feelings. So I'm, I'm mad now. You hurt my feelings, so I'm going to sue you on the government controlling the entire thing. You listen to that? I don't know if this whole bill is going to actually go through or not. So I know Trudeau's a complete and total Muslim communist up there. So I, I'm, I, they may get this through. If it is, it'll be pretty much the end of freedom in Canada. I mean, you won't, won't be able to talk. You won't be able to do anything. This is why the censorship on the social media platforms has become so prevalent. They've slowly, slowly done it. It's funny. Five, six years ago, when a lot of this started on social media, I said, guys, we got to make sure we're not putting up with this. Oh, no, listen. You have some hate speech online. People are bullying. They're cyber bullying online. This is not okay. They're cyberbullying online. So because there's a few morons online that like to be cyber bullies, the entire online media platform needs to be manipulated, controlled, and censored? No, doesn't make sense to me. This is the narrative, though, and this is what they're pushing. It's so important. We get out there and continue to speak the truth because if not, they're going to do the exact same thing over again. They saw how effective last year was. They saw how easy it was to scare the populace into submission. I mean, the stupidest stuff. I, mean, I was so adamant about calling it out last year. So is Dad. And a lot of our listeners were too. I was so adamant about it all the time. I was against it, especially when everything started to really show its true colors. Once we started to realize when people were catching it and they were recovering and people were getting on intravenous vitamin IV, vitamin C IV, and they were knocking it right out, I said, okay, this isn't adding up. And then when they said, can't talk about vitamin C, can't talk about the thing, can't talk about hydroxychloroquine, okay, then you know, then you know that it's a whole complete and total lie. When they tell you you can't talk about natural substances to take care of the virus, that's when you know the whole thing's completely and totally manipulated. And from that point forward, I called it out every breath that I had. You can't go outside past nine. It's a nine o'clock curfew. COVID comes out at night. Better get back to your house. Gotta go home. Get in your door. Lock the door. Close the blinds. COVID's out there now. Really? And the sad part was so many people were so gullible. They bought it. They bought it. They said, oh, my gosh, we better get inside. I was like, what? You're actually adhering to a curfew? You joking me right now? No. This it happened. Continue to get the truth out there. It is so important that we do it because if we don't stand up for it, only people to blame. It's us. That's why I said last year after that election was stolen and Trump basically they, they yanked the election from him. I said the only positive outlook on this now 
is that the people are actually going to have to stand up and take hold of their own life and actually do something and not listen to stinking, false flag, CIA-operated Q narrative. That thing, I'm so, I was so sick of hearing that garbage. I was so over it. I had people adamantly, I mean, getting fights with me, arguments with me about it. Oh, you don't understand. There's 150,000 sealed indictments. I said, dude, this is how the CIA works, man. I said, they're fantastic at mind control. These guys have perfected it. It's a psyop. They're manipulating you, bud. No, it's not. You don't trust the plan. I said, there is no plan. It's all designed to get the populace subdued and calmed down and not say anything. Because I'll tell you what, if everybody would have been in the mindset we're in now – or we're all standing up, and we would have had the same mindset and the same aggression and the same awakeness that we had, and Trump was running around, we could have probably actually done something. But we all said, oh, Trump's going to fix everything. Trump's going to fix everything. Dude, news flashed everybody. The president doesn't do much. I don't care who he is. He's a figurehead. Very clear and evident now. Clearly, what's going on now? A bumbling buffoon doesn't even know where to go. I don't even think he probably tie his own shoes. Probably got Velcro shoes on. The guy's an idiot. But yet, they're trying to act like he's the one who's making decisions. He doesn't know what he's doing. This is more clear now than ever that it's our responsibility to take ourselves and our friends and family and stand up. Because God is with us. Who can be against us? We gotta have that faith. We gotta have that drive. We gotta continue to promote f- truth and freedom, because if not, it's gonna wisp away, especially with our young children. So I've repeatedly just tried to encourage everybody: protect your kids the best they can from a lot of this filth and perversion. They're going after the kids. They want the blood. They want to go in and completely control it. And quite frankly, if they get this last generation of kids, it's pretty much this one right behind where, where this is now, Generation Z, the teenagers that are out now, I mean, they're, they're an embarrassment. I'm sorry. They're an embarrassment. I, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to work. They don't do, all, all they want to do is screw everybody. That's all they want to do. Run around and just screw everything. I'm like, you know, there's, there's really more to life than that, especially if you're a Christian. Ah, stay up all night. Sleep all day. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you go out. Sometimes you go do stuff. I get it. But on the other hand, too, at a young age, dude, that's, that's your, just your prime to hustle. This is when you're trying to make as much as you can. You're trying to get your successful base running. That's what you do. But everybody just wants to be in drama, social media, chit-chat all the time. Chatty Cathy, always talk about everybody else. Always rabble, 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 rabble. Like cluckling hens. It's obnoxious to me. I still land that one of her friends who we don't associate with anymore. All she ever wanted to talk about was other people. I said, successful people talk about ideas, about goals, about dreams, about ventures that they're getting involved in. I said, simple-minded people always just talk about those people. They just talk about other people and what they're doing. And I said, I don't, I don't trust this girl. And come to find out, she ended up being extremely manipulative and did a whole bunch of weird stuff. And uh, we don't associate with it anymore. But I said, why is it every time you talk to her, she's talking about your other friends? Running her mouth. I said, then when you get around her other friends, she's talking about her other friends. She talks about both sides of her mouth. I said, you don't want to be around people like that. I said, you don't want to associate with people like that. Because I promise you, when you're not around, she's talking about you. So don't, don't be doing that. And sure enough, I was right. And so it's so important we continue to stand our ground on our convictions on where we're at right now. Especially when it comes to this stuff as far as we see now with the kids, with these lockdowns, with the immune system, with this 
hex shot with this COVID gene editing therapy shot. I mean, golly, guys. They couldn't put it anymore out there. It's right there in front of us. The truth's right there to look at. Right there in front of you. Right there in front of you. You just got to open your eyes and look and see it and digest it and say, okay, this is what they're doing. Am I okay with it? And the answer for me is absolutely not. So if I'm not okay with it, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to resist it. I'm going to wake up other people and try to get them to do the same thing. So again, I encourage everybody. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for supporting small local businesses and staying away from massive retail monopolies like Amazon and continue to take care of your local companies and your online small businesses that are doing everything they can to get the truth out there and take care of you. That's why we try to produce the highest quality supplements here for all of our customers and our family. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. Multiple products on sale of multiple powder on sale to the end of the month. Got a couple more days left on that. Product of the week, the zinc. Be sure to check it out. 10% off right now. Thank you so much again for the support, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.